Able to Save presents The Assumptions, a Slay Industries actual play podcast. Previously on The Assumptions. In the interests of efficiency, the operatives decide to split up to continue the investigation. Bob remains at the sewage works and combs through their computer records, finding evidence of spikes in impurity levels that seem to coincide with Woolley's disappearance. McTavish and Bovril head deeper into downtown to Woolley's apartment and find that a lot of his neighbours have tiny animal skulls pinned to their front doors. Upon entering the building, they find a very dead Woolly, his body nothing more than a desiccated husk, slumped in front of the TV. As Bovril calls us into Bob, McTavish notices a spider-like creature forcing its way from Woolly's mouth. I'm so glad I'm not there. <laughs> Am I completely oblivious to as much? As like yeah, because you were on the phone to him. I watched um, the TV, talking to him in the communicator. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any phobias, Bo? Bo does not have any phobias. He's just a very angry man. Okay, that's good. I am kind of gutted that you left Matt back at the, uh, <laughs> at the water treatment <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, curse you and your foresight. <laughs> And this is pulling itself out. It, it's distended his throat to get out, and it's gonna leap at you. Yeah, I, I, I just literally swung as soon as I saw the mouth open. I'm just like fucking like wailing. Just Claymore was already out. Yeah, you can give me a, 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 an attack check then. Target number uh, ten. <laughs> okay, I guess eight damage. So literally, yeah. you just step in. Power claim all goes straight through this thing and through the guy's head because it's still emerging. You know, its abdomen is still partially lodged in his throat. The, the head kind of pops up and does somersaults above. There's no blood because this thing appears to be completely desiccated. But there's a basically Bovril, there's a flurry of movement behind you and you look around and you see this head kind of spinning in the air with all these legs sticking out of it. Allah kind of the thing section only not part of it and it kind of bounces across the floor okay well Bovril will I did say I've had my um, pusher out so mm-hmm. I am going to fire a three round bust into it you're going to fire through your burst into the head that's landed on the floor so into the spider thing yeah into the head, the head basically yeah the head and spider that's oh, so I th- yeah the head and spider that's on yeah. the floor yes okay. exactly so Bob all you hear is the, his machine gun fire effectively. <laughs> as, like, as, everything's as, fine, there's a dead body here. Daka, 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 yes. Daka. Okay, so 10 damage. Basically, you just pummel this burst into it and it just up the wall. There's this icker kind of splats up the wall. But what you then notice is the rest of the body starts to convulse. <laughs> Bob, it's a good job you're not here. We appear to be. Well, I'll be back shortly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, what do you mean dead? And I imagine that's when the connection yeah. gets... So the chest of this of this body starts to rip open and hundreds of these tiny, well, tiny, some of them are quite large, 
kind of arachnids start spilling from the body. We can go to initiative now. Okay. So these things erupt from this body. A lot of them are tiny and they just kind of spill over and almost form a carpet that rolls, rolls in your general direction. But some of them are substantially larger, even to kind of almost small dog size. And they charge towards you, their little legs on the, on the carpet, and, uh, and kind of start crawling up your legs. I wanted to inject some rush with my booper. So you inject rush and the familiar sensation kind of hits you as the chemicals in your bloodstream. The red mist descends a little bit on your eyes and Bovril. Presumably they're split up enough that it's not like, is, is Steve like covered in them? Or uh, kind of, there's, there's, a, there's a quite a few of them up to his knees, but they all appear to be the really tiny ones. Yeah. It's about two of the larger ones, and one, it's on one on each leg. Okay, I'm going to shoot one of the larger ones. That's on his leg. Oh, uh, you're a good point. Are there any ones that are not on him? There are ones that are not on him that are coming straight at you. Yeah, I'll be a spray then. Okay. They're getting, they're getting shot. Ah, I'll buy that for a dollar. So numerous of these creatures kind of explode into bits of chitin and, and, and ichor, um, and, but there's a lot of them and they're still coming. I'm going to yell at McTavish, I wish we bought that flamethrower. <laughs> right now, that would be ideal. Okay, so the spiders. Okay, so these two things that are on your leg, McTavish, you can see they're starting to kind of chew at some of the very less armoured parts of your armour. So you can take four points of armour damage to your super armour, please. Four points of armour damage? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, beat, they're biting through it, but it's not, you know, they're not through to you yet, which is a good thing. Um, I mean, these things are not big enough to, like, for their attack to puncture powered armour and, and hurt you, so they wouldn't do as much damage. But what you don't want is a hole, is what I'm saying. And it's your go. You have an action. So Rush gives you a load of little advantages. Second action per combat round, after all other actions have been resolved. And whenever you lose any hit points, you reduce the amount lost by one. And then you get addicted to it. It's already addicted to it. I'm not addicted to Rush, thank you very much. <laughs> not yet. yet. <laughs> so these these things are uh, on me. So like, how risky is it going to be to try and scrape them off with my Claymore? Should, or should I just try and punch them off? I don't think it's, I mean, if you're scraping them off, I don't think it's going to be that risky. You know, if somebody was swinging a claymore at your leg attempting to get one, then yeah, <laughs> that would that would be okay. unwise. But yeah, I mean, I think as long as you realise you're not going to do a huge amount of damage, you should be able to kind of try and clear your legs quite. Well, they're very small, so. <laughs> All right, uh, I will roll the first one. I don't get any bonuses from the drugs, right? It's pretty much just a second action. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, so yeah, you can you can scrape. You know, so that's effectively one leg, pretty much clear of of nasties. And I will take a second. I'm assuming action. you're also stomping on a few things as well, by the way. So. Yes, I'll use my second action to do the same. Okay. Yeah, no problem at all. Okay, so you are now bug free, but you are standing amongst the carpet of the thing, so it's not going to be for very long. Okay, Bovril. Well, Bovril's realised that one of the real bits of value add with the pusher over other guns of its size is this little switch in the side that lets you flick up the rate of um, how automatic it's going. Um, he's flicking up the rate of fire to 10, just <laughs> to see what happens, and uh, let it rip. Okay. Bovril will very much buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. The pistol rounds are slamming into everything. And what 
seems as though I have to re-roll some stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can re-roll the skill I'm, dice or the success dice. I'm not sure you want to, do you? I don't want to. I've, I've <laughs> kind of, he's kind of nailed it there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, pretty much nailed it. Okay. Uh, again, scaring. You, you're keeping these things at bay quite well, probably, causing quite a lot of carnage. Um, the only problem you've kind of got is the fact that Bob is still stood in the middle of them. And while he's scraping them off, he's not killing them, and therefore they're coming back. So, so is there any way I can target the ones that are going for him without hitting him? While they're not on him, yeah. Well, as soon as they're on him, not so much. Okay, well, that will be uh, Bovro's priority next round, is the ones that aren't yet on him. Okay. Uh, well, unfortunately, it's now their go, and they will attempt to try and crawl up your legs again. Now that you're actually active, I think I'm going to have to make a roll for it. So. Yeah, ten out in six or Oh, okay, yeah. So you're doing a fine um, Highland fling and uh, keeping these things from crawling up your legs. So it's back to Bob. All right, Bob is going to try and reposition himself to be in a better, a better place. So he's going to make a movement. You're basically going to leave the room. It's basically is the yeah. thing, but you've got a big hulking carrying in the way. You can get round him, I guess, and get into the corridor. But you, you if you going to hold the corridor, you'll be blocking Bovril in there, for example. Like, Bovril, we need to get a better place in this. This is not good. And then, uh, now that they're off, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to make an attack and try and kill some of them. This isn't War Machine. You can do it in either order. Wow. <laughs> How much damage? Holy! Okay. Smack, smack, smack. And I get plus six damage as well. Yeah, 21 <laughs> damage. You cut down swathes of these things. I mean, as I said, the little ones you're having no effect on. There's just too many of those. Um, but the big ones are just going down under scything blow after scything blow. You've got another action. Because there's no way we're going to be able to kill these little ones in, 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 in enough of a quantity, right? Not without some form of like area effect weapon, like, as I said, a flamethrower or something. That would be perfect right now. And luckily, in Slave version 2, you can actually buy a flamethrower, which was something that was suspiciously absent from Slave version 1. A clip no less. Indeed. The last setting on Bovel's gun is suppressing fire. Uh-huh. This is a field test, isn't it? Yeah. If he just jammed it down and emptied it, does he stand a chance of like wiping out these small ones, or are they just... Too yeah. many. There's too many and they're too small. I used my second action, by the way, to get out of the way. Okay, yeah. so you get, you get into the, the corridor, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to use my action to, to start uh, backing off okay. as well. Okay, as you, as you, okay, so you both back into the corridor. Okay, so you see this kind of seething carpet is, is extending in kind of all the directions from this body and they start kind of dissipating as they move away from the body because there's just less and less of them per density wise. And even the big ones you can see kind of crawl into just into holes and walls and things like that. Eventually it all goes a bit quiet. The whole place is quiet. You normally would be able to hear other people, but they've all gone quiet too, because next door just erupted like something out of a Vietnam War movie. Tavish, I really wish I'd got that in film. Uh, aye, sure. That would have been great film there if anyone wanted to be horrified. I mean, maybe we could have shown it to Bob there. I'm sure he would have approved. I think he would have done the same as what Adam did earlier. I hope Adam's okay. That is entirely possible. There's quite a few people poking their heads out to have a look. And you see, you look down the, the, the road and there's there's a couple of kids there, one 
one small like boy on a, a little trike um little three-wheel bike sort of looking up at you kind of wide-eyed and a bit so from a, a sleigh procedure when there's a body found we get the shivers to come up and clear up don't we do indeed okay i'm gonna try and get um shiver central for this this division on yep. the radio yeah eventually takes you a good sort of 20 20 minutes of hankering with the the, the the radio to kind of get any cohesive kind of communication and as you as you're standing there mctavish there's a little tug at, at your leg and you look down and there's this kid looking up at you and he's got his trike and he McTavish, kind of, mctavish just by reflex is like raising his clean like what the fuck <laughs> probably scared the shit out of the kid the kid just kind of what what is it i just like <laughs> Pushes the bike away and just scrambles away and goes, Yeah, I mean he's still doped up on the rush and it's like completely... <laughs> Yeah. Well, what do you want? I mean, what do you, you want? Two actions. You could have had him before he left. <laughs> but I think you need the benefit of the doubt. Take it through to Shiver HQ. Eventually you get through Shiver HQ, yeah, and you get a typically helpful not dispatch who after going over the details seven or eight times eventually agreed to send a, a shiver unit to your location uh, and request that you wait and secure the scene. Tavish, we have to wait and secure the scene while the shivers turn up to deal with this. Aye, aye, I believe that's that's the protocol. I'm going to start poking through some of the crap that he's been holding. Okay. Yeah, sure. You can give me a, give me a detect roll. Oh, goodness sake. So Bobble's probably like toppled over a stack of newspapers or something. Oh it? yeah, I mean there's loads of newspapers and there's nothing really. Un- I mean there's a lot of just old. It's, it's like the guys obviously been scavenging, uh, you know, getting old electric electric equipment and, and stuff like that as well. You know, obviously clearly never threw anything out. Um, you know, you do have local newspapers stretching back for for months, if not years. Bob, if you're having a look around as well, you can give me a detect roll. Bob has actually gone outside to see who's around. Okay. At the front okay. door. Yeah, okay. So there's a, things have kind of calmed down a little bit. There's not quite so much note of people sticking their head out. They've kind of gone back to their TVs or and their cups of tea. Um and but there are there are some a couple of people still stood around having cigarettes outside and things like that. I'll be like I'll point out one random one you'd say, You, what do you know about him? Kinda of looks a bit shocked. Uh uh he's been here ages, not seen him for a while. What do you know about all these skulls on people's doors? Looks around. Oh, it's just, just you know, it's just superstition, isn't it? More details, no. Uh, do you guys not get, like, media training or something? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be polite? <laughs> I'll be, like, flexing, like, total intimidation style. Okay, all right. It's just something people put on the doors to keep... Um, Rattle bones away. Would Bob know what a rattle bone is supposedly? Not so clear. What is a rattle bone? I'm losing my patience bones. here. Rattle bones. What are they? She. She's like this. She's a she's a witch. She comes around. She steals kids. Well, that sounds like nonsense, right there. Did say it was superstition, man. Ian. Yes. You look, you've gone back into the room where the body was, and you kind of notice that there are, there seems to be like a few symbols in the floor, like drawn into the floor. Okay. Um, and some of them are kind of this, this like, almost like a bleeding eye sign. So, uh, Borrow's going to fill in these. 
and Dewey's commentary. This is the spider room. This is where we found the the guy and the spiders bust out. When we found this symbol of this this eye here, what can it mean? Stay tuned, viewers. We think we may be onto something here. He'll then pause it and like Tavish, you got to come back up here. I found something really strange. Give me another detect roll as well. Yeah, <laughs> fat chance of this dinner. Yep, there we go. Zero and zero. That's fine, no problem. Like, Can I make an intimidate roll? Because <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> You're still inside. All the people are outside. <laughs> I know. Can I just intimidate the room into giving me clues? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Give me the information. Okay, so he summons you back into the room. I don't know if you're going. Yeah, he, he goes. He just shoes off the people and goes back in. Okay. Um, you can give me the tech roll when you walk in and... and I'm assuming Bovril is showing in these marks. Yeah, I'm like, hey, McTavish, look, there's marks. <sighs> We're the worst. I actually have skill in this. So do I, I just keep no, rolling. You wouldn't notice. So, yeah, you look down, you've got these marks on the ground. They appear to be bizarrely kind of just put there with some, looks like some form of permanent marker, to be honest. Have you ever seen that before, McTavish? I've not. Would I make a roll for this or just assume that I haven't? Uh, unless you've got an occult law. No. Uh, no, no skill in it. You can give it a go, but it's unlikely to work. So, lore counts. Well, what do you know? <laughs> no, but luckily, uh, luckily, I know a man who does. Yeah. So, I'm going to radio back to Bob. Bob, we're waiting for Shiver Dispatch to send. Or oh, it was horrible. You would have hated it. And I wish I'd videoed it so I could have shown it to you. But we found Wooly, and Wooly was dead. But Wooly was all desiccated and rotting. And then when yeah. McTavish looked at him, his mouth fell over. Not McTavish, dead Wooly. And then this huge spider thing came out. And then I shot it. But then all these little spiders came out and they were all swarming McTavish and I was shooting them and we were fighting them off. And then we went to leave the room and they all they all disappeared. And they were just, you, you really hate spiders, don't you? Yep. I'll stop talking. But we have found this weird eye symbol drawn on the floor. Oh, well, I found one here at the inspection hatch into the into the vat. Do you know what it means? Yeah, it's the uh, Xi'an cult terrorist group, the uh, the bunch of nutjobs that don't like us much. Ah, well, somebody's drawn these on the floor with permanent marker. Hmm, just seems a bit weird. Um, well, I don't know enough about the group to know whether it's they are stupid enough to leave a calling card to say, hey, it's us, or it's someone that would paint this to make it look like it's that group. Did they do anything with spiders? I mean, this guy was stuffed full of spiders. I have never seen that many spiders stuffed into one person before. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah. I mean, that one, McTavish, that came out of you at first, how big would you say that was? Big enough. Yeah, it was plenty big. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, a, a knock at the um, the foreman office's door. Okay. And, uh, um, his door is- opens and, and kind of makes it head around. She's there. Um, you might want to come and see this. Yeah, I'll, I I'll found walk. something. Oh. And she kind of. Leaves the door open, turns around, and starts walking away. Sure, I'll walk and talk then, and follow where she's going. Okay. It looks like Meg's got something. Okay, so she leads you into the complex, and she kind of leads you to John's vat, kind of pointing down towards these kind of filter blocks. And she said, mm-hmm. I think you probably, if you take a closer look over there, I think you find that's been disturbed. And I was thinking that maybe that's how it got in. Okay, I will cautiously mm-hmm. go and have a look. Are you still on the phone to these guys, by the way? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, as I said, walk and talk. Okay. Can you see anything? Do I see anything? Not that you can see. Okay. I'm kind of worried that I'm going to get beaten around the back of the head or something. So I'm being on edge. You you look round and you see there are four sets of boots. You've been listening to The Assumptions, our Slay Industries actual play podcast. This is a mini-series that we've added as part of the main Roll to Save lineup. We hope you enjoyed it, and you will join us for our next episode. Thanks again to Jason for running the game, and of course to Steve for voicing McTavish, and Matt for voicing Bob. If you want to hear more from Matt, you can find him on the Good Friends of Jackson Elias podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on Twitter at SavePodcast, or you can email us at roll.2.save.pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Roll to Save. We're a monthly podcast about the history of old school RPGs. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. Until then, remember, guns kill, but so does the truth. <laughs> <laughs>